Raisin Man Arena. One 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 hundred. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. It's Tuesday, May second, two thousand twenty-three. I'm Felipe. I'm Sam. And and I'm Steve Smith. We got Steve Smith with us today. Um, no, Sarah, she's in Vermont. Or I thought New Hampshire. Sorry, New Hampshire. My bad. She could be in Vermont. They're pretty similar. Yeah, similar, similar. states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it true that one is like, there's like right wing and left wing version of the same kind of impulse? You know what I mean? I have no clue. Like, I think that's New right. New Hampshire right, is that's... like, don't tread on me, libertarian. Mm-hmm. Vermont is like lefty. Right. It's like they're both kind of like rural back to the land type communities, but one went sort of libertarian right wing. The other went like hippie. Right. Communal. You ever, you guys ever watch the show Down East Dickering? No. No, what is I that? I think it takes place in New Hampshire and in New Hampshire it's Dickering is like bartering and like making deals. And in New Hampshire, there's something that's published every Thursday that's called like Old Henry's, and it's a it's just a bunch of classified ads. And so the show follows a bunch of dickerers, and they're like New Hampshire guys, each with like a distinct personality. And every Thursday, they get the Old Henry's, and they just figure out a way to make money via these classifieds. And like they do it by like making hmm. making deals, but it's really silly because they're like. They'll show up at somebody's house, and the, that person's like, "Yeah, I got a church in my backyard, and I need some guys to come help me pull the bell down from the bell tower." And they'll show up to help them pull the bell tower down, and uh, they'll be like, "Yeah, we'll 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 take like four hundred bucks to pull the bell down, but uh, are you willing to sweeten the deal? I noticed you have a peach tree out front. I got some buckets in my car, wow. and I fill it with peaches, and then I'll." Get the peaches and then I'll go sell the peaches. And this is New Hampshire. Yeah, I think it's in New Hampshire. These people are straight up living in the 1800s. Still, <laughs> it's amazing. It's a really good show. <laughs> there was only six episodes on uh, True TV or History or something. Highly recommended. Dickers. Down East Dickering. Never. I've never in my life heard that term. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't before the show either. And well, changed the, my life. What's up? Oh, I was going to kind of expand on that for a second. Talk about that. Um, were. What's that guy, Tornado, that, that like, black comedian? Oh, no. Um, Storm. Fuck. No, no, no. It, er, Hurricane. No. It's saying, uh, they're saying my levels are too low. Um, just keep your mouth closer to the mic. Keep my mouth close. Yeah, Is, how's there, this sound? There you are perfect. There okay, cool. Are. Anyways, we can move on. Um, isn't it Earthquake? Earthquake. 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 He you has a great favorite? joke about how you can't. You can't work with Mexicans because they'll do all other kinds of work. Okay. While like he and he was a roofer and he's like, you just can't work with them because they'll also like offer to do all this other stuff for the people like, oh, I'll, you can also pay me to like pick the oranges from your tree and yeah. stuff like that. They're Anyways, they're natural dickers. Na- well, yes, yeah. yes. And not my you. joke. Just to be clear, this is another comedian's joke. Right. Have you done a lot of work with Mexicans before? No, no. No, don't work with Argentinians. Okay. Like my dad, my uncle, mm-hmm. yeah. people like that. Um, so we got Steve Smith on. I'm just going to introduce you or just explain to the listener if you don't know who he is. This guy, this guy is a freaking prodigy, long career designer, animator. Oh my God. Film director. Boom. Multi-hyphenate. Um, multi-hyphenate. Uh, puppet maker. Yes, sir. Um, producer. Did I say that? Uh, no. Producer. Um, in 2017, same. when I, when I went to the 
New York TV Film Festival, and they said, we're looking for multi-hyphenates. I couldn't even imagine the amount of multi-hyphenates one could be until I looked at Steve Smith's body of work. Right. Wow. Thank you. I guess. It was crazy. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> we were you talking know, about like this. Jack of all trades, master none. I, I spent a lot of time thinking, like, I should really just pick one thing and concentrate on it. Because we, we'll, I'm stressed out all the time. Yes, and, and, and we'll discuss that. And I just wanted to add a few more things, though. So you've made, um, you've made music videos for a long time. Made music videos for Cherry Paper. Yes, sir. Worked with him a lot. Recently, 400 Gex. Yes, sir. You made their tour poster. I made their tour poster. I did the layout for the CD. The one that you liked? The one that I liked with the onion. Wow. Felipe yeah. was, has been talking about that tour poster to anyone in the house who listen. Yeah, he really? loves that poster. I keep wanting to convince Simple Town to let me make posters that look like crap. Burnt, burnt out. But, they, but it's a fight because they want them to look nice. No, I think, the, I, think you, I think the Simple Town design is great. Oh, thank you. I right. really love the new Limp Biscuit looking. Logo. Sure. Oh, thank yeah. you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Great, great. What were you gonna? I, and it, just because I think Felipe, you self sabotage because you're like, or you self um, mm. control because yourself because you're like, oh well, we're not like clouded enough to make crappy posters. I you see. Know? Right. People don't People even are know just gonna think what it's we look shit, like. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we'll talk about that because I've noticed, and I, w I think I talked about this, but with when Carly was on, but the Brooklyn comedy scene has started having like trash graphic design come into it. Okay. Like that kind of burnt out. What would you call like it? Like intention, uh, deep fried. Deep fried. It's like, yeah. it's, it's meme shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, but like intentionally or just they no don't know how to use Photoshop. No okay. intentionally. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. intentionally. <laughs> um, but then, so you made these music videos, but then recently you've kind of turned into more like movie stuff. Right. Making short I, films. Yeah, movies and short films. I'm trying to like move into narrative stuff and like make movies. So I've been writing some movies and, uh, you know, getting like getting uh, like jumping on as producers for other features. And uh, yeah, I just want to that's what I always wanted to do. It's like I don't think anybody's end game is music videos, but they're really fun to do. And, you know, it's easy to get them. It's a lot easier to get those going than it is like. A narrative thing totally yeah 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 well still your you, even like your live even your films have you know at least yeah they, they have like your artistic direction is like a big part of them like you're making puppets for them um right. making monsters for them yeah yeah puppets monsters creatures and creatures ghouls, ghouls goonies goblins yeah <laughs> exactly Worms. yeah um so i don't know sam do you want to like yeah, well, I, I think it's best to start at the beginning. This could be kind of a loose conversation where we kind of walk through your career and then we'll, we stop to talk about interesting things or topics that might interest us. Sounds good. But um, Let's check the chat real quick. Let's go. Hi, Felipe. Uh, Redacted Emotion says, Hi, Felipe. Napoleon Bonaparte says, Steve's lovers are way too low. This is old. This is old. This is old. Hellevision, television. Damn, What's what up, the Hellevision? Hell is up? Are you friends with them? Yeah, they're Very the nice. goats. What's up, Hellevision? They're doing a show at uh, Life World. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They did one at Brain Dead in uh, November, and it was great. I hear it was really nice. I didn't go. I was in Detroit, but... The ad looks fire. Yeah. The ad they made for it. Yeah. They're yeah. amazing. I mean, they make, like, exquisite corpse feature films that are animated mm -hmm. in over a course of two months, and they're brilliant. Super funny. Great guys. Great. Sweet. Shout great. out. Just a, just a little just a little detour. And Shamb says... The writer's strike can't stop. With the writer's strike, this show can't stop. Writer's strike can't stop this show. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry. Right. If you want to support the writer's strike, you can listen to Raisin Man instead of watching television. Right. That's right. I wrote some questions I was going to ask y'all. Okay, please. Uh, but I don't know if I'm allowed to ask them because of the strike. Well, you we're know. not WGA. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair So enough. we're happy to scab but, like, answering questions. But yeah. if you scab, the WGA might not let you in later. True. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You got to be careful. Yeah. Tread lightly. Yeah. But this has been my last 24 hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> So we're we're treading on on uh, you know open or open wounds here, but um, treading on open wounds. Yeah, you do not want to tread on an open wound. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> come um, on. So you're you live you're in the suburbs of Detroit. I'm in a right. I, yeah, I'm in a small town that's actually surrounded by Detroit. Okay. So for all intents and purposes, it is Detroit, but it's a separate municipality called Hamtramck. Two square miles. Mm, Detroit is like a castle and you're the hamlet within. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And fun fact, Hamtramck is the second most densely populated city in the United States after New York City. Really? But not, it's not as big. It's It's not as big. It's two square miles. There's only 30,000 people in it. But that's a lot of people in two square miles. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So you're used to kind of the hustle and bustle oh, yeah. that you've experienced over here. In the oh, last yeah, week. yeah. I come to New York and it's nothing. <laughs> you know, I can, I got, I literally got lost on the train yet last night for like really? two hours. Yeah, that yeah. You got, got lost inside of the train. You're going <laughs> yeah, between was, train I cars. I was like, walking up and down <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. which one am I on? <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. So did you start as a 3D guy, 3D animation guy? Uh, I started doing graphic design and banner ads for teamcoco.com wow. on, the Con- on the Conan O'Brien show. So wow. I was like doing all of the banner ads and then I ran the Twitch channel for a little while um, and I was helping with the design of their mobile application and website and I was just like for the website of things the you know go-to guy. Was this right out of school? This was right out of school. I got it a week after I graduated college in 2012. That is so wow. They were still using banner ads back then? They were still using banner ads, and they were paying a lot of money for banner for ads. banner ads? Yeah. It was, wow. like, it was like peak BuzzFeed, so it, Team Coco at the time was like going for BuzzFeed listicle-style articles. So I'd also make all the graphics for all of those, and those would be like written by the writers that work for the website, and they were... They're pretty good stuff. Yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I remember that era. But before that, were you like animated? Like what was the thing yeah, that you I liked went to, school, to do? I went to school for uh, experimental animation with a minor in live action filmmaking okay. at the College for Creative Studies in Detroit, which is a car design school. Okay. So I was in the entertainment arts program at a car design school, uh, which was very interesting. I mean, that's what Art Center is. and yeah. They got a good program. Yeah. And it's like... It's funny because it's art school, but there's jocks. Yeah. Like car design guys are like the jocks of art school. So there's like frat parties. (laughs) There's not not actual frat parties, but it's like it's art school, but it's also college. Not everybody is like into it for the art. Some guys are like, I'm going to be fucking rich. And they are. A lot of like everybody I know that does that is uh, wealthy. Very. When you... in anim, in the RISD world, I always thought it was furniture people that were kind of the jocks. No, the jocks were the industrial design people. Industrial design. Okay, yes. so there was okay. industrial design at RISD too. Yes, okay. furniture was like kind of, it was more like um, like uh, Patagonia, like a little more outdoorsy vibes, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. But still like masculine. Nice. I'd say. Anyways, yeah. but... Gorpy. Go, more Gorpy. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I learned that this week. Gorpy. Somebody said I was uh, like 
a gorp guy. Mm. And I kind of didn't realize that about myself. I've heard until. crunchy. I mean, it's cr- crunchy. Crunchy good. Means, yeah. yeah. I always, my term for it always is like granola. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but I guess, I guess I'm curious, like what, were you like cartooning or like, what was your, I actually, this is what it is. I read they used to do flash animations and that's how I started. So I'm kind of curious about yeah. what you used to do. I used to do like flash animations and stuff. Did you put you them know, on like, new grounds? No. <laughs> no? Are you anti? Yeah. No, no. I, I definitely put them on Newgrounds, but I would hate for people to find them. <laughs> Are they under your name? No, they're not under my name. I have a few things still on Newgrounds. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I started on Newgrounds, which was great. Awesome, you know, like community of like people and, you know, pressing each other to make dumber and dumber shit. Uh, so I started doing that. And then I was sort of doing that all through college. I made a couple music videos in college. Um, one for Homeboy Sandman. Who's a rapper on Stone's Throw? And no like, clue. I won a I won a flash animation contest for Stone's Throw. Do you know this record label? No. It's like uh, MF Doom and Jay Dilla. Okay. Jerry cool. Papers on Stone's Throw. Okay. Okay. I've actually done a lot of music videos for Stone's Throw over the years. Um, but yeah, I was just doing like goofy cartoons. But the the school I went to didn't really want us making short films. Like if you go to like. Uh, hmm. What's the fucking, what's the animation school in LA? CalArts. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go to CalArts, they're like, you ha- you make a film every year. Yes. You know? And like our school is like, we don't want you making films because they wanted to pr- prepare us to actually like work in the industry. Yes. Which was a really weird move because they also didn't have any connections in the industry. So like they were preparing us to work in the industry. So there's like a lot of people I went to college with that were, that were like, really ready to like enter the industry but then with no contacts or anything after school so meaning like like, because i know some film schools do that where it's like you all like 10 people work on one film and someone just does sound for one year right 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 no this was more just like we're doing pencil tests for the first three years bro and then you make a film your senior year and by that time like we hadn't learned any of the principles of like filmmaking at all so like Everything was kind of a mess. I don't know. This was experimental animation? Yeah. Well, what there was like experimental and traditional. So I was, I would like fluctuate between the two. So I was like animating with like paper and pencil okay. for like throughout college and then doing a lot of like video stuff that was sort of like peak data moshing era. Sure. So I was doing a lot of that. Yes. Like I was making a lot of like Tim and Eric data moshy glitchy videos at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was actually just watching one of them just now, and I was like, wow, this transported me back to when I was in school. Wait, which one were you watching? <sighs> what was it called? Well, there's one you wrote called, like, Moon Beam Rider? That, yeah, so that was for, uh, that was for Slugabed, which I did make, that, I made that one in college, too, and I later was running a record label with him, Greg Feldwick, okay. called Activia Benz, from, like, 2012 to 2014, maybe. Wow. Okay. And then I saw another one where it was like four guys dance. I can't remember what it was called, but it had a lot of data moshing and it was yeah, that one. I think that one's called Vismic Rhythm. Yes, yes, yes. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That was like, uh, I was really into like, actually I, I was, that was like when I was really into like dubstep and everything cool. all like, like dubstep <laughs> songs, like all had names like that. And I was like, I remember like I drove a Sebring convertible and I was like, driving with my friends around downtown Detroit and we were just like blasting dubstep and just like having the time of our lives. And I remember saying like, where does music 
go from here. <laughs> this is the end of history. Yeah, this is the end of like this. Is the, like it doesn't get crazy. Like Bro. this is the most intense. The other conversation I would have a lot is like dubstep is like the it's like the metal of electronic music. Yes, because it's got like it's mm-hmm. heavy, you know, and that it drops, so make you like headbang. I was really deep in it, you know. I still love it. It's so true, and it's <laughs> yeah. having and it's having a resurgence. It's now. having it's having like a resurgence with a little bit of ironic distance, so you can you know feel good about liking it again. Yeah, you know? but it goes. Yeah, it, it definitely genuinely goes. goes. It it goes crazy, and like, you know, I've always been listening to it the whole time. I never really stopped. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like even in college, you you were doing kind of bullshit work that wasn't really preparing you for the industry, maybe, but you were like still very prolific. Yeah, I was well because I, I was like. At the time, I was like, this is fucking stupid. At CalArts, they're, like, making films. Yeah. I need to be, like, making films. And this was, like, before Flash had really, like... Like, we, our teachers were like, we don't want our students using Flash. When, when was this, by the way? Just so I can... Uh, 20, 2008 to 2012. Okay. So, like, to that, I think 2012, they started coming around because, like, Super Jail had come out. And I remember one of my teachers was like, I have no idea how they make super jail look like that and i was like they just use the pencil tool yeah. like you just draw with the pencil tool instead of the smoothing because they were always like they always really hated the smoothing yes but they didn't realize you could just turn it off i did i did cleanup <laughs> tests for super jail so i know exactly how they do it yeah it is actually the brush tool wait really yes you go in like 300 percent, and then you go with a brush tool with like 50 percent smoothing so when you're that close up the it doesn't smooth very much. i mean this is nerd talk but no whatever. that's sick <laughs> yes that's crazy yeah when did you do that um, I did it after my first year of college. I was like, I really, I wanted, I think it was Titmouse or Augenblick. I can't remember. Augenblick, I think yeah. is super jail. And so I did this cleanup test and I didn't get it, which honestly, I'm glad I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but, um, but it was cool to see cause they didn't make it look like pencil drawings. Yeah. Um, but that's how they did it. Yeah. That's amazing. A lot of work. Yeah. Like it was a ton of work. You had to just like look at the drawing super big and just go with like, I was like mm. day and night just like drawing with a Yeah, that's them. bananas too because they were also like frame maximalists. So like yes. that was like the most the most animated show on television. Totally. Yeah. But it looked fucking awesome. It looked so sick. Yeah. That show's like it's not underrated. I feel like everybody loves it, but it's 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 funnier than I think people give it credit for too. It's for sure. really funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so so sorry, I interrupted. You were like I have to be making films. In college. You guys get oh. one more opportunity to talk about something nerdy, like smoothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Whether when it's after on that. or off or not. And then it's like kind of big picture interesting okay. stuff. Okay. Because okay. I take care of our audience. I don't know what okay. people yeah. think is interesting. So yeah, it you just, just drive the car. <laughs> no, it's... Somebody... Or we have some industry... Uh, well, I'm just seeing if there if somebody was... Yeah, teachers didn't it. go on home home star runner... Like your teachers didn't oh, well. fuck with Flash because they never saw Homestar Runner. Yeah, they didn't fuck with Flash because they were just like anti-computer and they wanted everybody doing pencil tests on lunchboxes, which like now I want to get back into doing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. now I'm like, yeah, they were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but no, so I was like like rebelling against that and I was just trying to like make as much stuff on the computer and I wanted to make com- like finished projects because I was like, they're doing it over at CalArts, you know? And I didn't have like the balls to go to CalArts. I was like... I lived outside of Detroit and I was just like so lazy with college applications. I was just like, I'll just go to the one that's in Detroit. But you like Cal, like you, did you imagine yourself making like Cartoon Network cartoons? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was like trying to like pitch adult swim shows and all through like my twenties and early twenties, like with cartoons, they were all like bad ideas. And like, I never did like enough of the character art or anything for them. So 
none of them hit. But that was kind of your goal. That was kind of my goal. And I think I've like found it again in the past couple years and like hopefully moving forward, we'll get, get back there Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Wait, so, so you're doing out of college, you're doing team Coco. You were interested in this, but then you kind of go into this kind of formalist sort of, I mean, like you start, what do you do after team Coco or like, what's the sort of thing you're focusing on when you're doing that? Uh, I mean, while I was at team Coco, I, I like picked up 3d animation. I like did a little bit of it in college. I was like making cube spin and, uh, cinema 40 and stuff. But um, I really started teaching myself it like while I was at Team Coco, and then sorry I'm gonna burp. Yep. And then uh, and then from there started doing like stuff for this record label Activia Benz that I was running with my friends from the UK, and so I was doing we did this thing called Singles Club, which is every two weeks we would release a new track and I would do a piece of art for it, and I kind of used that to learn 3D. So I just started doing these like collages of just like random objects on a colored background they like now they kind of just looked like they look like hymns ads sure but sure, at the yes. time at the time there everybody wasn't just doing like a seamless colored backdrop with a bunch of random objects so it felt pretty fresh uh and like i had made this website for it that was like kind of an interactive website so like every week there would be a new uh, single cover and then the website would have like a little animated version of the single cover and uh those ended up getting like pretty like a lot some of the songs have like maybe like 50 or 100k listens so like that was actually pretty successful and um that's how i like taught myself 3d animation and then i started doing a lot of 3d animated music videos so your post-college project essentially was like art directing yeah. for this for this label yeah, yeah were yeah. you also picking the music like i guess you're I, they would bounce fan? the music off me but uh, the guy that was picking the music mostly was Greg Feldwick, who's slug a bed and Jake Slee. So they started it together and then I sort of jumped on maybe a couple months after they had started the label. And was the and, deal you were like, I want to jump on as an art director. Yeah. Yeah. I want to jump on and I just want to do a lot of art. Cause I think this is a, you know, it's fun to do. Like I, I just wanted to do album art for people Yeah, and like nobody was asking me to. Because, like, Instagram wasn't really the thing. It was, like, everybody was, like, posting their art on Facebook at the time, you know? Right. Like, Facebook kind of wasn't as, like, I feel like everybody's more successful now because Instagram is, like, geared towards presenting work to people. Whereas, like, Facebook was more, like, the social media, like, you're only just sort of showing your friends. Mm. And, like, Facebook Messenger kind of changed that a little bit. But even still, it wasn't quite, like, image first. It was more, like, text with image and yeah i don't know yeah yeah and even in your head then so you at the beginning of the sh- of this you were like well it's funny that people make like shorts and music videos but everyone really wants to be making like longer stuff or or that's that's a common <clears throat> trajectory or that people get themselves into sorry you're saying like uh people like Everybody's making, yeah, shorts and music videos, but people really want to be making features. They want to be doing the longer stuff. Not everyone, but that's like a kind of goal of a lot of people. I was thinking about that the other day. I think at that time I was like, I was like, I'm not one of these idiots that's going to try and get into a film festival and try to make a movie. That's like so much extra work. I can just make shorts and music videos and put them online. Yes. Like, I think that's like, yeah, I always just like. You were loving the game. Yeah. I was like loving the game I was in. And then it just like, you know, you keep doing it forever. And it totally. gets like, you get tired, you get like taken advantage of one too many times. And yeah. you know, you're like, shit, I should like the thing, 
the thing that's like most for yourself is just like I feel like narrative stuff. Well, you know, the thing about music videos, and even from watching your stuff, I was like reflecting on this. But the thing that they offer that no other thing offers is they can be formally experimental. Yeah. Like they can be anything. They can just be like a moving painting, any visual idea, as long as it's like eye catching, you can do it, which you can't do with, I mean, you can do with narrative stuff, but the yeah. like outlets for it are, are, are smaller. And also You'll be near- accused of being self-indulgent. Yes. If you get too experimental. And also, yeah, I mean, you know, narrative is narrative film is like, you're a little more beholden to the story and things like that. Whereas with, music videos you can kind of go formally experimental and also what you can do with music video like advertising is also formally experimental potentially right but you have to sell a thing so music videos have this nice like they're sort of free of that baggage of like i have to sell toothpaste or whatever right so they're cool but you can kind of do whatever right inside of them i mean i don't know do do you feel like you abandoned the idea of doing narrative or do you feel like you liked that or how do you i don't know what do you think about that do you think that's i didn't abandon it i would just never had the i just never had the uh uh discipline to actually just do it like independently I, i i was always just like oh i need like to actually be allowed to do something narrative i have to sell something so like i was doing music videos while i was trying to sell stuff but like what I should have been doing. I don't know. It's not what I should have been doing because I feel like I've done what I've done and it's, and it's worked out all right. Yeah. Um, but like it probably would have been more helpful to like just make a bunch of narrative stuff independently and, and then use that to sell stuff. I guess maybe what more, what I mean was like, were you aware of that freedom? Cause the stuff you made was, you know, it's again, like it's, it's really cool. There's stuff that you couldn't have made narratively. Yeah. Were you aware of that freedom or were you like, yeah, like, yeah, and I was lucky enough to work with a lot of people that just sort of let me do whatever I want. I mean, it's not like I was restricted by clients and money because nothing ever really had a budget. Right. But, uh, yeah, I was like, this is great because I can just, like, go stream of consciousness and, and use this to learn thing, like, learn new techniques and learn stuff and, like, really just experiment and, like, you know, have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like with a lot of the music videos that I've done, especially the 3D animated ones, it's like... I just used it as an opportunity to learn a new tool, you know, like with each one, I was like, Oh, I'm going to learn how Houdini works, you know, and like do some simulation stuff yes. or like, are you yeah. like a gear guy? Like you just like tools and technology. Uh, I like, I do, but I can't like when I like, when I get into it with gear guys, I realize how much I don't really pay attention to the actual technical stuff. Mm. I think I just like, I like what gear can do. Yeah. So I like dive head first into it without learning too much about it. And I start doing it in a way that works, but is maybe wrong. And then like, I'll get I'll like, if somebody starts talking to me about like building a PC, it's like, I built a PC, but I kind of like, didn't really know what I was doing. And so like somebody will be like, Oh yeah. What kind of like think this do you have? And, uh, I'll just be like, I don't know. Don't talk to me about that. Mm. I just wanted to use the. You software. hear that, gearheads? Yeah. So don't get into it with Steve, okay? Because he won't <laughs> He's like gonna that. Get scared. <laughs> I was I was watching your stuff earlier, and I was like, I kept thinking, I was like, this dude's lo- this dude loves the computer. Oh, I do. Like, I, I I do like the computer a lot. Yes, I mean, the, you can. It's funny you say Houdini. There were a few few videos I was watching. And I was like classic houdini ball inflating and deflating right but it was before everybody <laughs> before was doing everybody that was doing it, that's yeah. the thing it's like i was like do, I, I don't know yeah, <laughs> no like, i feel you it's, i yeah. was doing that like before like i was like 
trying that out first and then everybody started doing it and that's why I'm not doing it now like yeah. it's like uh you know the classic hipster dilemma you totally know? yeah ahead of your time um so so then you were doing that all through your 20s yeah this this label yeah well not all through my 20s i think it was like it started in 2012 and then it sort of wrapped up in 2016 so like yeah early mid 20s i was doing the label mm -hmm. and then um and then I sort of moved on to just like doing music videos more. Like, so like the second half of my twenties, I was like doing music videos. I was working as a TV editor at, uh, absolutely. I was working on a show called the dress up gang. Oh yeah. Um, We've seen that. And then I was, I also worked at Snapchat for a little bit doing the face filters, which was fun. Oh really? You made some of those, <laughs> which ones did you make? Uh, none that I think you would recognize, but I was responsible for like figuring out how to do the joint system that led to the dancing hot dog. Whoa. Yeah. That is cool. That dancing yeah. hot that, dog. Is that at the top of your website? I, <laughs> you I, figured out I the joint. I just like that. <laughs> I just like to tell people. Yeah. That, that's know? cool. Yeah. 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 That it was cool. cool. Working at Snapchat was a trip. I only, I was only there for two months because like we just had a couple meetings and I was like, this is this is evil. Like I'm, what I'm doing here is evil. Like we're what about fucking it? with people's heads. Like they were just like, we're, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to make so them addicted. How can things, the hot dog be addicting? Yeah. Yeah. There's two things that I told gonna people. We're going to give them too so many like, joints. One was like to, to like, we would like tailor face, like beauty face filters to like stuff that Kim Kardashian liked. Cause when she used a filter, everybody used it. And that was for like beauty filters. And then for weird filters, you were aiming to get, Jared Leto to like your filter because when he used a weird really? filter, everybody else would use it. That was the those were the like the king and the queen of yeah Snapchat. Yeah. They were the king at least in like 2017, and then uh, and then the other thing was like there's a meeting one time where they were like teaching us sort of how to contour because it's a bunch of nerds that like don't know how to the contour, but that's like essential for like the beauty stuff and. Uh, and like at the beginning of the meeting, the lady that was doing it, she was like, and I know some of you guys might be thinking like, what's this going to do to people's like psychology? Like, is it going to like mess with their like beauty standards? And we'll get to that later in the meeting. And then they just like, <laughs> they never, just like never did. <laughs> and yes, it will. And that's the point. Yeah. 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 And that's the point. We're going to make them dependent. On wow. Us. That's so funny that it's like, just don't even say it like if that's if that's the mission you're on just don't even bring it up right right it's like why why I feel like they felt like a responsibility to acknowledge it because it's like once you say it out loud it's like okay at least we know now we're okay with doing it or something i'm not sure is that the closest you've come to evil uh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah absolutely like because they also made us like go on a retreat that was like the retreat that the owner went on when he was in in high school and it was just like so stupid. I remember like sitting in one of those circles and they were like, name one thing that's like changed your life. Bro. Like, it felt very like, like self-helpy, you know, like est style. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it sucked. <laughs> you remember we had a meeting with Snapchat like early on when Simple Town first started, came to New York. Yeah. And they were like making these short uh, TV shows. They wanted right. to like make TV for Snapchat. This dude was like, just not our vibe. I wish I remember some of the things he said because he, he had some funny like turns of, it was very like LA vibes. 
Yeah, we went into like a a burner office basically somewhere yeah. in Soho where there was just like computers on the floor and stuff like that. Like no one was rooms. there. And then he like took us into a conference room and he seemed like really coked out. No one. It was like 6 p.m. And he was like, all right, I only have 15 minutes and I'm on a flight back to L.A. And then he was just like just explaining to us like what they wanted and he showed us clips from a show and it was just like it was really good right it was really good yeah, he yeah. was like it was awful. he was like he was like we've found that people uh, swipe away in the first like 5 seconds right. so our our like our masthead show in the first 5 seconds a girl gets run over by a subway and that was the that was the mandate it was like every 5 yeah. seconds major plot point and yeah. i thought that was actually i was like that could be a funny like constraint, like first five seconds, like you someone kills themselves. The yeah, yeah. Like second five seconds, like they kill themselves again. Like you just yeah. keep upping it. But um, anyway, so I see. So you were at Snapchat and then you were doing videos. Sorry, I'm bringing it back to the okay. chronology. Right, right. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been good about keeping the chronology. No, it's so. okay. We're keeping yeah. the chronology. Yeah. So, um, you're doing music videos. You, was that the Jerry Paper era? The, mo the most Jerry videos? Paper era was like, 2017 well yeah when was it it was like yeah it was like 2017 to 2000 your life is this this crazy prism yeah. of music yeah. videos and well, shorts like, that we literally have to like because it's always because it's always like i'll have a job and i'm doing a shitload of stuff at the job and i hate my life so i'm like i have to do music videos on the side so everything is sort of like you know i don't know um it's hard to dissect because I've been doing Jerry, music, Jerry Paper's music videos over the course of a couple albums. So it's like tw started in like 2016, 2017 and like the most recent one I think was in 2021. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, you could even say that Jerry Paper era has not ended. The Jerry, definitely not. I'm definitely going to make more music videos with Jerry Paper. They're one of my best friends. I see. Yeah. Um, How did you get into the short indie short film world? Uh, because I started working at Braindead and they wanted to produce short films Got it. Okay. and I sort of just fell ass first into it. I was like the person that was there that could do films or like understood what films were and, and they wanted to make films. So that's kind of how it happened. What's the first thing you did with them? The first movie you did with them? The first movie I did with them was, let me think. I think it was an ad for the APC collaboration with Braindead. So it's called Future Shock. And it was like these kind of like nonsensical little 20 second vignettes that were just to like promote the clothing collection on Instagram. And then as we started making more of those, we like divested it from the prod product and we're just like, oh, the product could just be the shorts. Mm. And then we started commissioning shorts and pilots and trying to like get tv shows sold and stuff is this sorry go i was gonna ask like it's funny when i graduated college which was in 2016 i was like all the people who had graduated who did comedy like a couple years before me like a lot of them were working for like websites yeah that would make like little shorts it right. seemed and it was like always sort of like these very low funded projects, but they were married to these like really weird random products and stuff yeah. like that. And it's, it's been funny as I've like gotten older to see the sort of like 
ecosystem of shorts and who funds shorts and whether there's a lot of money or a little money for it, like kind of wither and expand and contract over the years. And I'm curious, like as someone who's like been in that game for a while, like, I guess like, what do you think about that? Like, cause 2016 felt like maybe it was like, the the golden age yeah well of like i think shorts i think it's like it's a roller coaster right and i think <clears> like when you say shorts it's like there's a couple live action ones but a lot of time when it's with the internet it's like animated things because those are like yeah inexpensive to make and you can find one person to make them yeah and like those companies can just like hire one person and they'll go out like they're driven and they go out and make it but like the i feel like the places that make those things appear and disappear rather quickly. It's usually like a year or two years, but it's like, I think it started in my experience. It started with like the first initial, like the, the initial version of super deluxe in like 2007 and 2008. And then, and they were making a ton of shorts with a bunch of comedians and then it sort of disappeared. And then like it came, it sort of came back with like Fox ADHD and they were making a ton of shorts and stuff. And like a, TV shows and all sorts of animation and they were sort of like employing everybody and then it sort of disappeared because they realized it doesn't make money and then Super Deluxe came back and they were, they were making shorts and stuff with everybody and then they realized it doesn't make money and then it disappeared and then and it's like it's a, it's a pattern another one was like cake you know making a bunch yeah. of shorts with everybody and then it disappeared I had a thing on cake and then like brain dead making a bunch of shorts with everybody and kind of like when that sort of started I, I realized that like, I was like, yeah, this is just another one of those things and it's temporary. So we need to make as many things yes. as, as possible mm-hmm. with like the money that's available. And that's kind of like, just like how it worked out. Yeah. But the difference seems to be that there's one kind where it's like, this is a, this is a content making place. And then there's a different kind that's like, we make another thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, in FX's case with cake, that was like, they have a network. Yeah. Um, and then cake it, was like the most formalized one. I feel like, or like, at least like one of the best conceived because like it was on all those shorts were on Hulu and like packaged as like separate Hulu things. And like it had the TV show. I feel like every place else was like angling towards having a TV show eventually, but it never really materialized. But like cake was from the jump, you know, right. Making the show. And honestly, the one that's lasted the longest and like done the best is like smalls. Like it's crazy how, like consistent that's been you know like, yeah it's really nice it's true it is yeah i mean we they were doing stuff before we got to the city you know? totally oh yeah I, I mean like i think I, like there's like in its infancy like smalls adult swim before like pre-smalls had something called keith crawford which was all of these one-off web pages and like they would st- and like as they were making those they were starting to commission a lot of like short films and stuff and they would like put them on keith crawford which was just like a section of the site the site with like a grid of like select like you could select things they were being curated by vince mckelvey and young jake i made a couple web a couple like uh websites for that thing uh sort of around the snapchat era as well and like right before it um but I don't remember where I was going with that. Yeah, small, so and that was like back in like 2014, 2015. So like Smalls has been doing it consistently. Right. And like it's it's become more like concrete of a thing as time has gone on. Yeah. Yeah, well it, it was like it also seems like in that 2016, 2015 era there was like 
networks were f- trying to figure out what to do with the internet and how yeah. they should be or should not be on the internet. Right. And so it's felt like shorts were like comedy central had a shorts program. Right, right, right. And it, so it felt like for a short period of time that everyone was like, yeah, we'll pay you to make a little thing. Yeah. And that was, yeah. When we moved to the city, at least that was like, the game we were like trying to get into, you know, was like pitching these weird little shorts that had these like micro budgets. And I don't know. It, it's funny. Cause I think a lot of those programs are dead now, but then I see, yeah, but there's like, going to be another one. There's going to be, an, be it's literally one. like whack-a-mole. Like they disappear because they're never going to make, it's never going to make money because n- nobody gives a shit. Right. But it's cool because it gives, younger filmmakers an opportunity to like experiment and like learn what they're doing and like, like practice narrative or like, pr- like figure out what it is that they want to do. And it's so like, it's serving a purpose. It's like, learn what it's like to email someone yeah. at, a, at a big network. Right, 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 right. <laughs> learn, learn what it's like to like decide you hate an executive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's funny with, because now it seems like maybe we're we're not. Oh, in Jash, the- yeah, Jash, Jash was Jash was a big one. They made and they made like their shit was really good. I don't know. That was really funny. I loved Jash. I remember Jash. See, I guess I guess actually the where I'm where I was trying to figure out is like all of these places have an end game and they get capital from somewhere. Yeah. And a place like Super Deluxe, I assume, is like well, we'll sell ads. Right. Um, or maybe even eventually one of these IPs is going to become a TV show and we'll sell yeah, it to I a Yeah, I think that's what it was. They had funding from Turner. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, too, like there's a precedent for that. I mean, when, I, when we were kids, when I was a kid in on Cartoon Network, there was something called Cartoon Cartoons. Like, right, right, right. Networks right. have always like funded kind of pilot, like shorts right. that, that with the hopes of then turning them into shows. Yeah. So there's a precedent for it. But I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm also curious because like, brain dead or then we were talking and i want to talk about it more in depth but you've made this short or like a series of shorts for fontaine yeah which is a card cardistry company what is it they make they make playing cards for cardistry which is (laughs) which is sorry it's very funny it's like uh it's like skateboarding but with cards it's like born out of an interest in magic tricks like and doing card flourishes but then they just only do the flourishes and it's become like everybody has their signature tricks and they make videos that are like skate videos. And so I would say like that series of shorts was our attempt at doing like the yeah, right of cardistry videos. Yes. Well, so, so I guess, and I want to ask you more about that cause I was watching those and I saw some. And, and it's, it's cool. Sorry. I'm like laughing about cardistry and if Zach, the owner of the company is watching, you know, I love, I love cardistry and I really think like, the community that it's built is really interesting and dynamic and like all the cardistry kids are like really great and like it's it's cool how enthusiastic they are about it like truly like really excited and excitable people yeah so, sorry no, no, for laughing about i know i think it's fire yeah, i think yeah, i mean it fire. is funny but it is yeah. fire it looks cool yeah um my point just being that like for the, these companies start out being like well these are essentially ads for our product right. which we actually make fun of, i mean right. make money off of right but eventually it's like oh we could be like i don't know it, there's this weird relationship between the, the these movies and right. the product more like what red bull does where it's just like we put our name on a thing but it's yeah. not like buy red bull it's not an ad it's more like brand awareness or I don't know like what's it's that? like it's just sort of like it raises it like it's 
an attempt to engage a community because like when you sincerely try to engage with a community, it like creates a brand awareness. That's like, people are like, Oh yeah, they like give a shit. You know, I think is like what the, the attempt is, you know, but it's a big investment. It, 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 it like can be yeah, yeah, funding yeah. is short. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 Money. Yeah. We spent like Brandon spent a lot of money on some of the shorts, you know, like, like, there was like serious funding behind some stuff and those were the ones that like the goal was to i keep talking about it like it's in the past but we're still working on a lot of these shows and like they're still in development with networks a lot of them haven't been released publicly um because it's like oh we have this short that we funded and now we're going to try to sell it so like if we put it out publicly maybe we might you know scare some buyers off i see right yeah but like, yeah, they're putting real they're putting real capital behind it for sure. Right, but I guess at first it starts as uh, we want community engagement, we want people to buy our shit. But then it becomes like, oh, we could actually be a production company. Right, right, and I th- it's like it's it it vacillates and fluctuates between those two things, maybe to its detriment a little bit. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, so I'm kind of curious. So you have this whole like body of work that is kind of more recent where you're making these puppets yeah and it's like narrative yeah were you always making puppets my thesis in college was a puppet film it was like it was like puppets plus flash animation plus like you know some live action stuff and it was essentially just a music video for greg slugabed who i (laughs) ran the record label with um but yeah i always was interested in it but i was living in la and i was like in a small apartment and didn't really have the opportunity to like build some things i made some bumpers for adult swim that had some puppets in it that i don't think ever aired because they were trash but (laughs) uh but i was making puppets in my early 20s and then i left la in 2019 and then i got a house in detroit and have a big garage and i have like the space to do it so i've been doing it more frequently now and a lot of the puppets that we've made um haven't been seen publicly because they're like either parts of feature films or like part of a TV show that's just not out yet. Um, but I'm really excited to start sharing those with people because I think they're like a new dimension to my work that'll, you know, just be exciting and I'm excited to share them with people. Yeah. 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 I was watching, I was watching some of this puppet stuff and it was making me think of like basically like the nineties, like shows I used to watch as a kid like dinosaurs i was thinking about dinosaurs i was also thinking about mystery science theater hell yeah which had really funny puppets yeah um but then also this kind of like characters i don't know in outer space this kind of like futurism futuristic kind of vibe yeah that the short you're talking about was an ad for brain dead the um gotcha with with like the shark and the little critter fucker yes that was like a a Mm. promotional ad for uh like a surfboard that they've released. Oh, that the shark surfs Yeah, on. so the sh- surfboard the shark surfs on is the product. And then there's like some wow. t-shirts and stuff. But So they like came out at the same time. But, uh, you know, I think it just confused people. Like, is this a short film? What the fuck is this? You know? But I, I, like, I didn't really mind because I was like, this is an opportunity. Like, I have a little bit of money to make something that's like narrative and they're allowing me to just like do whatever I want. So great. Yeah. So is that, is that kind of when you started writing like, or I mean, I guess you'd always been doing narrative stuff, but like, what do you feel is this sort of latest batch of narrative? work? Um, 
I think that started with a short I made called Slugs, which is like another I made for the like the first round of short films we made for Brain Dead. That's like when I was like, yeah, oh, okay, I want to like make a little narrative thing, and I started. I that was probably the first thing I tried pitching a couple shows to Adult Swim, um, in my twenties, but like to no avail. And so like that was kind of like the first narrative short I've made, right? No, actually, the first narrative short I made was called Piggy, which was for Adult Swim. And we've seen Piggy. Yeah. With uh, with Clay. Clay. With Clay. Yes. Clay, yes. Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. write Piggy? I wrote Piggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, it's a lot it's shorter great. than I intended it to be. I really want to release like a director's cut of Piggy because I think. Is it a feature? No. No, no. It's just supposed to be like like sixteen minutes, but the TV cuts like eight minutes. I see. So I think like the pacing's off. I don't know. We don't need to, I, like, I feel like everybody has <laughs> thoughts about the things they make like that. Sure, totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. It's all right. And pacing is a big one, a big thought that I've yeah. often had. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel, what do you think of yourself as a writer? Do you feel good as a writer? I'm learning to feel good, myself, good, good about myself as a writer. Like I've been writing like a couple features and I'm like really starting to feel really like, I think, I think like. I always sort of psyched myself out because I was like, oh, I'm not like smart enough to be a writer or I don't really like think about narrative or character enough to be a writer. But I think I've become more comfortable with just being like, yeah, my stuff's just really simple and straightforward. And maybe it's not like super layered, but I think a lot of the stuff I like is pretty straightforward and simple. And like any of the deeper meaning is just like extracted later on and Mm -hmm. not really my responsibility to Mm. like worry about like David Lynch talks about ideas and he's like an idea can be an apple and that's your idea (laughs) and and that like as stupid as that sounds I'm like yeah okay that's great I actually have a ton of ideas because I used to think I didn't have ideas yeah you know but I have like a fuckload of ideas they're just not like a complete narrative you know so like yeah I'm becoming more comfortable with myself as a writer yeah I've actually found from for me too like um when i was writing the t-shirt shorts i was like oh actually the best writing is not complicated to do right it's like a character makes a promise and then he breaks it yeah and like a character needs a thing and it's kind of hard to get and then yeah. he gets it like um i actually think that's kind of the the ultimate the holy grail of like writing is just like a simple yeah yeah a simple yeah. little like mission and then the middle all the stuff you fill it with is the interesting stuff if you're like a director like you you're like i know the vibe like really the mission is like a vibes mission and then yeah. the story is just a way you can like justify right all the formal things you want all to the do. fucked up 3d yeah. bullshit yeah all the that, fucking twisted scary. trippy i'm on the weird side <laughs> yeah. of the internet again yeah. type what of shit what the fuck did i just watch yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. do you ever get comments like that Con- both of us constantly yeah. he must have been on lsd when yes. he made this yeah what the fuck did i just sometimes i'm like I'm like my stuff is not that weird it's like, not it's not your, your stuff is like extremely like not traditional like cl- yeah the way i i think what's so great about your stuff is like uh the like subtle like transgressions that you make against like the formal structure that you're working within but like yeah i that's crazy that's actually kind of crazy that people are like this is way too fucking weird <laughs> i think my <laughs> theory like it's a it's like looks like an, an adult swim show you my know? theory is people who want to react but don't don't i don't know they don't just 
they don't have a developed sort of part of their brain that like can come up with something original to say. And they're yeah. like, well, I want to react. So I'm just going to say something that's a little bit out yeah. of the box. You think all your fans are idiots? Um, <laughs> some of them <laughs> must be because some of these comments are, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, most people are great. Most of the people who like my Or they compare it to a show that it's not like at all. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like this is a this is so mid this is giving midnight cowboy vibes. Yes, <laughs> like, this is not the, like the that one at other all. show that's like one percent weird. <laughs> yes, what did people sit down my on the last little ED that I posted? Someone said something like, "It feels like doing psychedelics without taking the drugs." And I was like, "It does not. It, there's yeah. no way this is like doing psychedelics." Yeah, but poor, what do they even? People. What do they they're, even mean? It's, it's like the, doing psychedelics without taking the drugs. Oh, I see. Like, like watching a, this is like making a psychedelic you trip. trip. It's like the yeah. card. The card ads. You know, it's like about creating a community and yeah. identifying a community. You know, so that's what the yeah, exactly. Just yeah. identifying Bre- the guys, breathing in an, an, a community into existence. Yeah, around around silly little animations. Around watching cartoons yeah. that make you trip balls. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like so in this? I kind of. So when I was watching your the f- stuff you made for Fontaine, and I, I watched the old stuff that they made. Yeah, and I, I theorized that it was before you came on. And then what I, old stuff did you watch? I don't know. I just went on their YouTube and I like looked at old stuff, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, this stuff feels like a person who maybe hasn't thought too much about branding." And then, yeah, like the you made a series of shorts uh, with this character that has like prosthetics on his face. The fever dreams. The stuff. fever dream yeah. stuff. And I was, and then you're like putting in like break beats and you're putting in like yeah. dubstep. And I was like, Oh, this is a person who thinks about branding and has yeah. like a vision. Do you feel like, what is the relationship between how you make stuff and the idea of branding? Cause, um, cause I really like brand. Like, I mean, all, yeah. everything I do for simple town, I like love the, the idea of branding is really fun to be like, Oh, a cool vibe that you yeah. see online and you like have, it makes you feel stuff. It makes you feel like this is cool. But, you know, when you start making work and thinking from that perspective, it's kind of different than if you're just making a film. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think that? with Fever Dreams, I just like, I, that was like one of the first projects I did with them. And I was looking at how expensive the cards were. And like, I was thinking about all these kids that really like it. And I was just like, we really need to give them a cohesive experience because they're spending a lot of money on this stuff. And like, you kind of just have a responsibility to make something that's like fun and narrative and like funny and like interesting and fun to engage with. And I think that's like, that one was actually probably like, I think one of our most like cohesive and successful project. We did sort of like three big tent pole things like that. And like, those were like a set of debt, like, cause it's just a deck of playing cards, you know? Wait, I'm gonna, I should just answer your question about branding. I don't think too hard about it to be honest, mm-hmm. but I do, I am sort of just like anal about things feeling cohesive. Like I want the fonts to match across things and like I want the product to integrate with the narrative that we're presenting really well. And like with that one, I was kind of like piecing a bunch of stuff together cause like we designed all of the decks before we realized this was going to be a cohesive set. So the decks aren't really cohesive. So I was like, how can we like, uh, you know, put these together in a narrative that makes sense. So I just created this like puzzle cube that like is very sort of like, are you afraid of the dark kind of like steam, like minimalist, like steampunk like vibes and like circusy. And, and it sort of like lended cohesion to the sort of like variation of all the decks Mm. and, uh, yeah, I guess like to the, an- the shortest answer to the question is just like, it just like felt like it's an obligation to the kids that are paying $15 for a deck of cards and buying like 
20 of them. Right. Yeah. Is there a brand you wish you could get your hands on to make a short for? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd Cap. like to not make shorts for brands yeah. to be frank. Right. I'd like right. to just make shorts to make shorts. Well, is, yeah. is there a... Um, I'm going to ask a, or a questions sort of moving away from your bio specifically, but cool. like, is there a trend in shorts that you find annoying right now or any trends in maybe even in 3d animation or, or like things that you, in the world you're plugged into, or is there a specific like artistic choices that people make that you find? I mean, there's annoying? tons of shit in and 3d name animation names. that I find annoying. Yeah. And like, you know, just like I actually kind of like I kind of love NFTs because they really exposed like what sucks about 3D animation and like what sucked about like Instagram like a lot of 3D animators and I'm guilty of this myself were like just making work for Instagram you know and like they were making stuff that was just sort of like oh this is like kind of trippy it's a morphing face and I made a short like that for Adult Swim in 2017 that's called Facelift that's just it's like good. it's just really good. Jerry Paper's face scanned and morphing and it's very trippy but then like people just like and that like has like 6 million views or something because people are like what the fuck is this shit uh, so like that type of stuff like in my own like I'm kind of sick of that yeah. I'm kind of sick of like 3D animation for 3D animation's sake you know or like or like being like, yeah, this kind of looks like shit because it's cool. Like, like we're like fucking with the format instead of just like learning how to actually do it. And like, so that's like something I don't really like. I don't really like, um, I'm trying to think of one in like live action shorts. I, it's hard to be like super critical of like live action shorts just cause there's so much that goes into them Yeah, and you're just sort of like, whenever one exists, you're just like, good for them. That's like, yeah. like I'm really happy they pulled together and got that many people together to make something that's like cohesive, but some of them just suck, you know, and, but that's okay. It's, it's a format that's there for people to experiment with. And, but I also yeah, think it sounds kind of like sometimes the stuff that you used to do is the stuff that then you later on hate the most. Yeah. Because, big time. because you're, I don't know, like all of those things you named were cool at one point. Um, like talking about the Houdini ball expanding or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. There's a point where that's cool. And then you do it, and you are sort of swept up in the same like excitement that everybody else is going to be swept up in yeah. when they get Houdini. And then later on, you're like, it's even, it's because you did it. You're like, well, I'm past it. Yeah. I Steve got past was on the it. ground floor. Everybody should yeah. get past Every it. Time. I don't even know if it was, I was on the ground floor. It's just like, I was doing it right at the same time as everybody else. I still think, I still like my Houdini ball expanding videos though, because I think there is like, there's an element of composition and, and yes. like, and like, uh, uh, the thing I, I always obsess with the 3D animation is like a reserved, like cinematography, because so much of it is just like, oh, we could put the camera everywhere and it's going all fucking crazy and la. And like I was always trying to like, I, like I want to make. I've always wanted to just make like live action narrative stuff. So I was using that like as an opportunity to experiment with cinematography. So I still think like even though I was on the trend wagon, I was still. I, I like to think I was still trying to like bring something more to the table. Yeah. Like that's a little more filmic and, and like dynamic and exciting for people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in theory, there's nothing wrong with a head exploding depending on how, what you put around it or like what the, if the goal is just to be like, look at this cool technology, then, yeah. then that doesn't last. But 
um, if it's in service of a bigger idea, it does. A head exploding has always been cool since yeah. time immemoria, we might say. Big it's time. True. It's just how you do it, you know? Yeah. It's very true. When yeah. the cavemen sat around the fire, that was what they laughed at. Yeah. Um, so wait, I am... They would, they would smash each other in the head with <laughs> a rock. Right. Yes. <laughs> I did want to ask, I guess maybe I'll, I'll just come back to the other thing I asked because, so the... Is is this is the the um, bodega alien your latest the latest thing you put out? Uh, no, I did one music video for a hundred gex. That's, that's right. come out after that, and then I have another one coming out soon. So, but the bodega alien was end of January. I see, and that's like I, the like narratively, I think I think kind of like falls apart as the like, the episodes go on, but like. There's scenes in that that I'm like, yes, this is what I've wanted to make forever. Yes, like, and this it is looks what awesome. I've, this is what I've like had, like the scene with Edie where Edie and, and uh, uh, Lewis are going back and forth is like, yeah, this is like, this is what the feature is going to be. Like, this is what I want to be like doing. Yes. So now I'm just going to try and like figure out how to get more money to do more shit like that. Cause that's like, that's like the vibe that I've been trying to hit. I feel like. Totally. It's kind of like very Tay, but. Yeah. With science fiction in it. Yeah, 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 right. I think that's a good I think that's a good vision. I guess the reason I ask is because just talking about I'm going back to the old question, but it's just okay. talking, talking about branding, I'm like it does start to st- sort of strain on the identity of the product itself where it's like Yeah. It's like there is a connection to the product, but it's also like, well, it's also a thing that's interesting kind of yeah. going off a little farther down the, right. the path. Yeah. Cause I'm being self-indulgent with those films big time. Yeah. And so yeah. what do you, I mean, what do you think about, do you think there's still, I, I don't know, are you sort of like, well, I'm getting away with it or do you feel like it's, I don't know what, what's, I don't feel bad about it. I, like, I think, I think. I think the, like in the, in all those instances, the, that product sells, pretty well yeah like the fontaine cards when a drop goes up it's sold out like almost immediately like the kids are like buying the product it's like a it's like a kind of like a height height beast adjacent thing already so like this is just adding to it this is just like making it more like more engaging and giving them something else to engage with beyond just like either the cardistry or the design of the cards you know it's just like one extra cherry on top for them yeah And well, it makes me think too, and this is also going back to an older thing, but the way that Adult Swim was always explained to me was that like, basically they sold all their ads, all their ad space. Yeah. They sold it off of Family Guy and Futurama. Right. Which they showed earlier in the night. And then all the shows that are like the Adult Swim shows were from like midnight to like four. Right. Um, So it's like all that stuff is sort of gets people excited, makes people interested in the brand, but it's sort of subsidized by the like moneymaker. Right. Um, I don't know. It's like an interesting relationship between like making money and then what is the value? What is the purpose of the, of the more experimental thing? Yeah. I think the purpose is always just like, there's a person at the company that, you know, wants to make art. And so they find a way to do it. You know, like those, those like more experiment, like, I don't know if you've ever watched like 12 ounce mouse. Yeah. Like how the fuck did that show happen? It's true. Yes. Like be like more so than any other like adult swim show. I think it's just like, yeah, there's people that like believe in art and like we live in America, there's no public arts funding. So like you have to figure out a way to hustle, hustle it. And if it's, if it's by linking it to a brand or, you know, just like playing 40 episodes of family guy in a row, like that's what has to be done to make that stuff happen. Unfortunately, like we're not, it's not like, 
I'm in Amsterdam and, you know, I can just like go apply for a public grant and make something. Right. You know, it would be sick if that did exist. And like we had something here like the National Film Board of Canada, but we don't. We have corporations. Right. And so we use them. Well, it's funny. When I was in college, maybe I've told this story before, but when I was in college, I remember, I don't want to even say the name of it. I don't know if this person would ever find out about it, but there was like some kids who there was a couple who was like we want to start like basically like a, a a super deluxe style website yeah like an outlet and they asked me and a bunch of other kids in the film department if we wanted to spend the summer basically like getting subsidized yeah like they would pay for us to stay there and they would like buy a film from us yeah um and it sounded really awesome i already had i wanted to do a thing with simple town that summer so i said no i was like we're we're simple towns already has a project um but i remember hearing them talk about it they were kids that had, they were independently wealthy. I think their parents were maybe producers. Yeah. It was kind of a passion project that they were getting money set aside for. And every time they described it to me, I was like, this will not succeed. Because they were like, we want live DJ sets. We want films. We want to do parties. <laughs> we want, like they wanted to Shoot, stream. Best. Yes. They wanted to stream a live DJ set on the website. They wanted films. They wanted like podcast. Like they, they wanted a, a, an augmented reality section where, yes. you know, different artists made different sculptures and you can put it in the middle of your living room and, and a hot dog with as many joints yeah. as you want yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hundreds of joints yeah yeah they just described it to me and like i've never done business but i was like you can't you, this is won't won't succeed like it yeah. just sounded wrong it sounded fucked yeah. up and i was like you guys are college kids like this doesn't sound like a sound business plan but i was like more power to everybody who says yes. Right. You're the filmmaker. It's not your responsibility to worry about whether it's a viable business. You're like, if somebody's going to give you money and you think it can help you experiment or learn, then just do it and, you know, don't worry about it. I, but yeah, I don't know. I don't no, know if that's the way to. Totally. Think I mean, I think, I think what I felt that summer the insight I got from that, and I'm not saying this is the case with, with, with these sort of companies you've worked with, but I do think it's like, you kind of wait for someone to be making a mistake. Cause you know right. that short films don't make money. Like yeah. we know that. And it's like, I'm waiting for someone with a lot of money to make a mistake to be right. like, I want to try it. And then you, in your head, you're like, it's not going to work out, but thank you. Like I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. And you're sort of just taking advantage of people who are making a mistake. Basically. You think you're taking advantage of people though? Like, I mean, I, guess, I mean like, this is what all indie film finance is like, and like it happens on a lot larger scales than just like super deluxe and little tiny cartoons. You know, like most movies that get funded don't make any money and somebody's losing like $2 million and they're just, but like they get to be a part of a movie and that's like fun and exciting, you know? Yeah. I don't know. No, maybe you're right. Maybe like, they, money maybe, doesn't fucking matter. No, it's I, like, true. Maybe yeah. they're fully cognizant of the fact yeah. yeah, like the point is just to make the work. Right. That's like to take it back to like the film financing in like other countries. It's like the government's not like we're going to I mean, I guess like the point of it is like to make that country seem more interesting and dynamic to outside people, not to like come there, or do business there, but just be like, yeah, you know, like Germany's sick because I saw this German film and like German filmmakers are doing really exciting stuff. So they're like their goal is to just like. It's almost, it's actually just like the same thing as the brands. It's just like, we find interesting people, 
and they make interesting stuff with us and it makes us seem cooler, you know? Yeah. And it also brings like business where it's like yeah. you have lighting people and now suddenly all these German lighting people are employed or like, yeah. like you're just employing people from your country. It's a way of doing right. It. And it's government subsidized, but they're not thinking like we're going to make money off this. You right. Know? Yeah. And so I think a lot of like film investors kind of know, they know that it's an altruistic investment. But like they get to go to parties yeah. and like do go coke. to film festivals yeah, and, and like, do coke yeah, and yeah, yeah. They get to meet, you know, stars, Ryan Philippines. Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I'll cut this out, but I remember someone telling me that the guy who funded Rachel Ormont dot com. Do you know this movie? Uh, I I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was just like a dude who's a, has a lot of money, and he's like he's like a guy in his fifties who just like loves Cumbtown. And he would yeah. show up on set with like a Comtown t-shirt. That's hilarious. Um, and he just wanted to be around those people. Right. I, like, good. Yeah. Like, if there's somebody like that, yeah. let them fund your film, yeah. you know? And you shouldn't feel bad about it. Like, it, like, it's already a struggle enough to try and get money to like now once you, once you have it, be like, am I being a good person? Like, True. No, like, I don't. Yeah. It's not even feeling a hang up. It's, but it's more like, yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. It's not even that I, even in this example that I love this summer, I, it wasn't that I was, I had a hang up. Although with these kids, I was a little bit like, there's going to crash and burn. And indeed it yeah. did. I think that like a weekend they broke up and it was just like drama, yeah. you know, but, um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that I'm, I'm ignoring that personal sort of egotistical or like, um, kind of like wanting to be part of something creative. Yeah. 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 I would make little cartoons for the Department of Defense. Oh, big time. If they paid me. Yeah, CIA. (laughs) CIA Super Deluxe. Well, Super Deluxe was a PSYOP from from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's known. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. Um, Hello, Reservation. Great. Well, we've... um, This has been great. I mean, I would keep talking, honestly, but we're also at the hour, and I don't know if you feel like... Oh, shit. That was quick. Yeah, what goes quick. Yeah. I can keep talking for a little bit. Trying to think what uh, what other shit we could talk about. It's definitely. I have some questions I wrote on my phone. Oh yeah, guys. ask us the questions. Oh, we had a good this conversation at Disco Kino, but I can't remember what it was. Do you remember what this was? I don't remember what we were talking. Most about. Most podcasts are about replaying conversations that you had that with you a person in is real life. Is that what it is? No, no, <laughs> oh, okay. not this one. But sometimes it's funny to like when I see Sarah and Felipe. I'm like, what were we talking about? That was really interesting yeah. a week ago. That we could talk <laughs> could about. Could we replay it? Okay, uh, do you fart in an Uber or do you hold it in? <laughs> these are dumb. These are questions are dumb as hell. <laughs> I do sometimes fart in public by accident. Not in public, in an Uber, in w- the car. I would hold it in. You would hold it in. What it depends who's there. Yeah. If I'm there? You're not worried about the if driver. If there? No, I wouldn't do that to my boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a, I got an Uber once, to the, and he was deaf. Yeah. And... Um, so I could have farted then. So you yeah. shit your pants. <laughs> he was deaf. <laughs> he would still smell. It. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, after COVID, they got a little plastic. Um, right. Like all the Uber drivers got a little plastic so you can just screen, be, so you, you can, can just fart. hotbox it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I, I'm looking at my questions. I'm realizing they're almost exclusively about smell. Yeah. Like, please. do you like the smell of vapes? Uh, yes, I do. You like the smell of yeah. vapes, like the berry smell. I think so. I don't know if I've heard that. I smelled banana recently and I yeah. really liked the way it smelled. Crazy. I don't like it. Cause I was, I was at the hundred Gex concert recently and I haven't been going to a lot of concerts, but I, I learned there's a new element of the smell of concerts, which was always just traditionally BO, but now everybody has a different flavor of vape and all of the smoke. Coalesces. Cake, cupcake. 
cake, cupcake, blueberry glazed donut. Milkshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that and is it just nasty. smells insane. like a damn bakery in there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it smells like a Dunkin' Donuts with B.O. Did you shit. get a special place in the 100 Gex concert because you made the poster? Like, did uh, they bring you on stage or you got a VIP You also section? made the video. Uh, I didn't go. Yeah, I, I, I made, like, yeah. videos. I did all the T-shirts. Holy I did, shit. I did the layout for the, what's the CD. What's the next video that hasn't come out that you made? Can uh, you say? Well, that's a secret. Oh, it I'm is a secret? Talk, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not I allowed see, to say what song it's about. There's a, there's like a currently, uh, like a, a, a viral marketing campaign that's, they're trying to get off before the video. So has it begun? Like if I it's go on begun. their site, will I see the viral marketing? Uh, no, it's not online yet. It's like in person in places and they're waiting for people to catch on and start posting about it. Whoa. And then once people start posting about it, the video will come out. Wow. Well, yeah. Is it that the two lead guys have been switched with different people? Yeah. 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 No, no, but that's close. Uh, yeah. So they're waiting for that. But yeah, I did get a special place at the New York one. I went to the Detroit one and that one I was like, oh, I want to go down in the pit because I love the band and I want to see what it's like. And that's when I learned how stinky it is. Mm. And then at the at the uh, at the New York one, I got to stand up on a balcony and look down at the crowd. That's cool. Which was crazy because they're like, it seemed like they're like 10,000. It looked like the blood rave from uh, Blade. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or the that's Matrix. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so It was fun. pretty incredible. Do you like, do you, uh, do you mosh? Like, do you like to get down in the pit? I definitely like growing up moshed a lot. Yeah. But it, like, especially since COVID, I just haven't gone to any concerts. Mm. Yeah. Are you COVID cautious? No, I just like, yeah, it's not that I was cautious. I think just like, I really like, I was already kind of like a hermit pre COVID and then COVID really just solidified. Like I'm in my house. I'm not leaving my house. And like having like a full house in Detroit makes it really easy to just like never leave the house do you have a scene of like do you do art sort of out in detroit or do you kind of it's like only when you travel you see people and then you just make your art in your house that's exactly yeah this the latter i I have like friends that do art but they're all like ceramicists or like carpenters or something i don't really have like a filmmaking scene your neighbor's like what the fuck are all those puppets doing in that garage why does it smell like fucking urethane all (laughs) like 24 hours a day Wow. Yeah. Is that, is that, a, I mean, that, that's kind of a dream. What? A kind of dream is like you live in a, in a place that's not New York or LA. Yeah. You make all your fun, awesome art, and then you yeah. just go to those cities every once in a while. I'd say out. it's a dream. That's, that's like, that was like very intentional. I was like, when I first moved out to LA, I was like, I'll be in LA for five years. I'll move back to Detroit. I'll buy a house and then I'll just travel back. Like I'll make all my contacts while I'm out there. And then I'll just travel back and forth and, you know, hang out when I'm in those cities and then just sort of make my stuff when I'm at home, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. And it's, it feels good. I like, I like, I like it that way. I'm not like burdened by like social anxiety or like being a part of a scene really. Cause I know that can be like a whole element of stress, like with filmmaking or really any sort of like creative scene. It's like the interpersonal conflict can be a, a burden on it, you know? Totally. And like, I just don't, I don't want to be a part of that, to be honest. It's tough. It's tough. Well, you have to date everybody in the scene right. first right. and then right. you burn Everybody's, all those bridges. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah. 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 And then 9 PM comes around and you just want to watch a show with your roommates, but <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you gotta suit up for yeah. a big party. Yeah. Gotta travel 45 minutes to Manhattan. Um, yeah, it is nice. Well, I think that's a nice thing that animators get to do that. Like people yeah. who work, who do like graphic arts can do. Yeah. Um, a little harder, I think if 
I don't know if you're performing and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Like, like stand up. I was actually like in my, in my, uh, in my twenties, kind of like jealous of stand up comedians. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. Socializing is like built into your art. You know, you're not like, like I was a little more resistant to being like hermetic back then. I was, and I, and so I was like, Oh, I wish there was like an opportunity to socialize. That was like a part of my art. And like, I was like, stand up, they have to go out and they get to like socialize. But I think now, now I don't really see that as so. Enticing. It's true. I think if you're in your twenties, it's fun. But then as you get older, it's just like, right. I don't want to talk to, to all these like 23 year olds who are yeah. just coming into these open mics and blowing blueberry vape yeah. smoke in my face. I don't like vape smoke smell. I always think of like a, because I didn't get to say it. You know, I always think of like a battery or like I think of like a, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Whatever, whatever it is inside is like, it's not a cup. It ain't a cupcake in there. No. You know what I'm saying? For me, what's so gross about it and what makes it so much more heinous than cigarette smoke is like, it's, it's water vapor. So like when cigarette smoke hits your face, I mean, there's like particles hitting, but it like, I don't think about like the condensation hitting my face and then like being on there oh yeah I feel like vape smoke like gets on you because it's like little micro droplets of water Fuck. and then like and then like it has a residual smell that like lasts a little longer i, I prefer cig- Not like well, people don't smell like cigarettes when they smoke cigarettes but. it's true and there's a bad cigarette smoke smell but there's also a nice cigarette smoke smoke smell yeah where you smell like kind of like you've been like you're a smoked ham yeah yeah, yeah right mm. like a bonfire musky. yeah yeah mm-hmm. you smell like a man yeah it's a good smell yeah um, they make they make scented candles that smell like tobacco. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you go into like a an, a an apothecary shop in Williamsburg, and there's like tobacco and cedar. You know. Interesting. I kind of want to fuck with that. Let's yeah. Fuck around with that in the house. Yeah. No more Palo Santo, Sam. No, I love Palo. The house Santo. is always smelling like Palo Santo. Palo Santo is so good because it covers it, every other smell. It is. Is yeah. that what you like do? Like if you take him? a big poop. And you burn some Palo Santo, it swallows that poop smell right up. I have sage. Oh, that's what you burn. But you burn it because I fart in the house? Sometimes, yeah. Where else are you supposed to fart? No, you're allowed to fart in the house, yeah. but it just smells bad. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's I just all. wanted to get it out because sometimes I think... I was worried I was going to make a big fart while I was on this podcast. Really? I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh no, what if I, what if I fart? You can't hold it in? You know. Sure. Sometimes you... So, like, it's an hour. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to hold a fart in for an hour. Luckily, it hasn't happened. So This is what the chat's been waiting for. As soon as we talk about farts, the chat goes wild. Um, You guys like farts? You like dicks? I'd say say let's do one more question and then I feel like we're good. That sounds great. Okay. Do you have a question? No, I thought you had a bunch of other fart questions. (laughs) Okay. Okay. One second. There's a a couple of them. Let's, Let's make one more good point. And yeah. then let's call One it. More how fire. do you how do you how do you deal with the armrest on an airplane? Do you lean away from the person when they're occupying it, or do you occupy it? Like, mm. what do you do with the armrest on an airplane? It's so tight. Like, are you sitting there? Yeah. I want to use it. I want to use it too. And so when they, if they're using it, I wait until they like reach for something yeah. and then I grab the, right that and then, and then what do you think's going through their head? This motherfucker. Like, yeah. Like he stole my damn armrest. Yeah. And then they're waiting <laughs> for you to reach away to take it. 
So it's a, it's right. a push and pull. It is yeah. a push and pull. There's a whole psychodrama that happens. And also, it, depending on what you've done with your bag or where their legs are, you're yeah. like, well, I can take the armrest, actually, because you have the the aisle seat and also your bag's bigger. So right. it's like you develop this whole story. Well, you're making, right. You are making these calculations in your head. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't want to be unfair. Sometimes right. I give the armrest if it's like same. You know, it's if like it's oh, a this fucked person. up old lady. If yeah. it's a really fucked up old lady, like <laughs> she has one glazed over yeah. eye and She's like a, like her hairs, her wig stapled on her head. Yes. <laughs> you gotta give it to her, bro. But yeah, I'm usually bigger though, so I usually feel entitled to take the armrest. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm the I'm the exact opposite. I'm like because I'm bigger, I have to make myself smaller so that I'm not mm. intruding on their space. Well, that's kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's kind. It's uh, it's stupid. I should I should think like you. I'm bigger. I deserve more space. Do you ever? So I should be more like you're. You you can be small. You're small. You know. Do you ever when you're sleepy and you're falling asleep, you ever want to put your head on your neighbor's shoulder? Absolutely not. <laughs> It would be kind of nice because we do so much to not put your head on. Like that would be the ideal thing to do is put your head on their shoulder. Yeah. But we have these like, they have those little wings on the, yeah. on the pillow that it's like a sorry excuse for us. Yeah. Like it barely, you know, your head barely stays on yeah. there. And then you get those like neck pillows, which sometimes work, but you really have to dig them into your neck. In order I to have, back I to have you. a neck pillow that attaches to the headrest and <laughs> stabilizes your neck and you, you buckle it shut. And it just holds you in like a position. <laughs> and then someone like jacks the you off. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a small robot that I place on my penis <laughs> that sucks my dick for the duration of the flight. It straps you to, yeah. your, to your thighs. Yeah. Yeah, it's like some sort of HR wow, guy. That place. sounds sexy. That lets me suck sexy. my dick for the whole flight without and anybody And your hands are handcuffed. Yeah. And you're yeah, screaming. Right. <laughs> right. And I have like a, a series of concentric piercings yeah. on my uh, legs that attach to a, you know, a metal device it's that like I place above the. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like a hell. Is, I'm a Cenobite. Your mouth is gagged and you're like. <laughs> yeah. Bro. That would be kind of, that would be flying in style for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, sometimes I do think, I do be thinking that you're just like, let me just put my head on you. Yeah. Especially, I'm the fucked up old lady you're sitting next to. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of sweet too. You know, you have a little moment with the neighbor. Yeah. And you get, kiss him on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the, fu- the stuff I do on planes, like I must, I do think I'm like, I try to keep myself sort of small, but I'll like, I'll lean forward and then I'll like bring my legs up and I'm like, you bring your That's legs crazy, up. Man. I put my legs That's like this. Like, do you have shoes on? No, no, but with my feet. You take feet. your feet, you take If you were sitting next off. to me and I didn't know, I'd be like, stop. Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> who's this? Who's this? I, I would press the button that caused the stewardess. <laughs> who's this psycho? Yeah. I saw yeah. an Instagram video that's like this person who just, who's like, my personality is I love coffee and that's my brand. And they brought out like an AeroPress and did the whole AeroPress thing on a plane. What the fuck? If somebody did that next to me, bro, I would go crazy. You cannot do that. Yeah, I would You'd think it's a bomb. Yeah, no, I would think it's an AeroPress. <laughs> yeah. What is what is all this brown shit? You know? uh, no, I like I hate when people eat on the plane too. I think it's disgusting. Even when they just eat the plane food. No, eating the plane food is what you're supposed to do and what else but like do? if you bring if you like bring a you know some pancakes in a plastic bag <laughs> like you're the worst person on the face you of the ever earth you see that video of those teenagers and the video is titled he's got gumbo in the car but there's no <laughs> lid and it's like it's, it's like a big like pot of gumbo and it's like it's like doing this and he's on the phone and he's like mom it doesn't have a fucking lid 
and like she didn't give him a lid and they're all like watching him and the gumbo's like almost about to fall off it's so funny holy shit yeah that would be kind of the move on the plane yeah bring, bring a your gumbo pole. with no lid on the plane <laughs> you're, you're, you're like walking through security doesn't have a gumbo no lid all right I feel I feel like we're good. Yeah, we're good. Call thanks, for, thanks for coming, Steve. Thanks for coming, Great man. to be here. Thanks for having me. Combo. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, if you're in Berlin, who cares? Have a bye. Raisin Man Arena.